Hi, everyone. Are we well? Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I, we are delighted to be here. Uh, Trash Future, the podcast that you're uh, attending live right now uh, in Melbourne for the first of two nights. Uh, it is, as usual, myself, Riley. Uh, I am joined by uh, Milo, now no longer in the Brendan O'Neill trance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Hussein and Nate, who you know from the podcast, and we are very delighted to be joined by Naomi Higgins. Hello. Hi. Trash Future, no longer in Canberra. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> we That's went there to see Andrew Law, and I tell you what, that was the best part about it. <laughs> a very nice man who gave me a lot of wine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and look, look. As chuffed as I am from purchasing this handsome jean jacket today, uh, I have... <laughs> it's product placement. <laughs> Riley is a sponsored athlete. <laughs> he walked in there and they were like, you're so jacked, you can have this for free. <laughs> I will never tell them I got it from Denim Smith on Gertrude Street. <laughs> uh, but no, no. But I will never mention that 10% off sale starting next Wednesday. <laughs> so don't even try to get me to mention yeah. that. <laughs> if you use code BRENDAN1984... <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we are delighted to be here in, in Melbourne, uh, the last leg of the Rack Off 2022 Australia Tour, uh, where we have indeed racked off all over the country. We've seen... So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we've seen Utes. Uh, we, we were sharing a room. <laughs> <laughs> we're still uh, very much sharing rooms. <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot what that sounded like. Anyway... <laughs> Um, look, so what we're going to do today is uh, we have, uh, or I have, found uh, a couple of startups. Um, I've found another couple of fun things. But as we've been in Australia, we have, well, I, I have read all of your local newspapers. I've read all of your letters to the editor. Oh, no. <laughs> Riley is a Hafiz for Australian local news. And I have compiled... Uh, a dossier that I'm referring to as Australian excellence. <laughs> I'm going to be straight with you. Quite a bit of it has been about hooning. <laughs> and we learned a new word and we'll never forget it. That's right. It's actually been a really serious issue for decades. So <laughs> tread carefully. <laughs> uh, long has our podcast sought to destroy a 1996 Holden Commodore. <laughs> And little did we know we would find like-minded individuals <laughs> in this fair nation. <laughs> uh, but I've tried to move us away from people being stupid in their cars uh, for the Australian ex. I know uh, for the Australian excellence segment. Uh, so I've got a couple. I've got a couple bits of Australian excellence for us today. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, this is again truly. I think probably one of the most relatable pieces of local news I've ever come across in my entire life. Um, a Melbourne couple uh, has allegedly splurged more than $10 million of mistakenly paid cryptocurrency. <laughs> a victimless crime. <laughs> on luxury houses, furniture, and art before being requested to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto investors were quoted as saying, hey. 
Come on. <laughs> Loose the apes. <laughs> Come on. I mean, give it back. <laughs> Please. I know we said code was law, but sometimes, you know, everyone gets one gigantic $10 million mistaken payout that they can take back. Mm. Um, Nothing so scarier than a crypto guy asking for a favor. <laughs> <laughs> when we gave you the cryptocurrency, we crossed our fingers and put it behind our back. So it doesn't mm. count. Well, this, this is the one more link in the blockchain. Yeah. Uh, I've bought an ape with his fingers crossed behind his back, yeah. So the couple are awaiting trial in Victoria's County Court. Boo. <laughs> Free them. Yeah. Uh, on theft charges that allegedly resulted from a bungled transfer from the exchange Crypto.com, which, by the way, right as we speak, is currently undergoing a bank run and may actually go out of business before they can actually <laughs> 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 Don't yeah, mess so, with the hoons. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you get an applause break out of an Australian mm. TF crowd. Uh, I'm not saying it will, but uh, it's looking very dodgy. Uh, so hopefully they just eat shit before this couple can be prosecuted. Uh, so what happened was, it was really funny, is that uh, one of the couple like just put some money on the crypto exchange and then said, ah, this seems stupid. And then uh, said, I'm going to withdraw the money that I put in instead. This is money I could spend on tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's so us. I <laughs> uh, hear they've got, got a new stretch of asphalt put in that pops your tires if you try to do a burnout. I'm going there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that. Uh, so she tried to refund herself $100 and then just $10 million was put in her bank account. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of blown away by the idea because if it's your first time using crypto, you might be like, oh, I guess this is how it works. They were right. You can get rich. <laughs> it's crazy how many millionaires this thing creates. Um, but then instead of returning the money like a nerd, she, she and her partner went on a huge spending spree. So I think we can all say uh, all power to them. Uh, free them immediately. That's all right. This has been the Dead Set Legend segment. Um. I have one more piece of Australian excellence before we move on, though. Mm -hmm. I know I did say that um, we weren't going to have people being stupid in their cars. <laughs> that was what some people call a half-truth. Yeah. This man's not technically in his car. Yeah, that's true. It's being stupid near a car. Wait, you only have two things. Oh, well, there's more things after oh, this. Okay. Yeah, this is just one thing. <laughs> no, that's second. the show. That's half it. Bye. Because yeah. half <laughs> of it is the cars. <laughs> We're really hoping to get more out of the crypto thing. I don't know. <laughs> Naomi, I was hoping you had like a 10 minute monologue or Sorry, something. Sorry, it's like, this is why women should just be brave and get into investing. <laughs> Go, boss. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that is true. I mean, if you're going to get a $10 million bank hitter in your favor, sure. Uh, so, a, a, a man has been filmed. Uh, Kicking, uh, impressively kicking a mirror off a car in a road rage incident in Melbourne. Have we seen this? <laughs> so, um, this is, uh, I, I mean, I, look, your local news is great. I'm sorry. Uh, so, a, a, a video recently was released that shows a, a man get out of his car, run up to and karate kick off a side mirror of another, of a Volkswagen van, then landed with his middle fingers up. <laughs> Awesome. That's what that's what we call a dude's rock moment. Yeah. This uh, this guy is great. We maybe based on this alone. 
I'm sure there's nothing else wrong with him. I'm sure he's only done and said good things. That's right. Just, you know, cool, entertaining stuff like that. Then he goes home, sits in his room, and stares at a wall. Uh, so, uh, he uh, essentially what happened is uh, he uh, someone threw a coffee cup at, at his van, and then he got it out. It sounds like you're making this up now. I'm, it's this on. happened in Melbourne <laughs> I like, in an alleyway. <laughs> I like the idea that it was like a China coffee cup. Like this other van driver was just enjoying a cappuccino. <laughs> like pinky finger out. <laughs> uh, and then he got out of his reportedly white ute. <laughs> it sounds like a slur when you say it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we've got to do something right. about these utes. <laughs> Well, it's 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 much like I can't really like swear in like with British words because it always sounds insane. Oh yeah, Riley said it, we were out with him one night and he said he was going for a slash and we all laughed for about ten minutes. <laughs> Wait, it can just you say sounded it? wrong. <laughs> yeah, like for example, if I was like, "Oh, that guy was such a wanker," doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Going going for a slash in the washroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's me. What a bleeding twat. <laughs> Oh, guys, I'm going to the bogs. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the Dunnies? <laughs> Riley is actually so Canadian, the jacket notwithstanding, that he can't say bathroom or toilets. He can only say washroom. Yeah, that's right. Any, anything else sticks in my throat and won't come out. You've bought tickets to the roast of Riley Quinn. I don't know if you... <laughs> so... He went, uh, he went around the car to do the same thing to the other mirror, but... He <laughs> I love this. This man will not quit while he's ahead. <laughs> he's like, fucking nailed the first one. <laughs> Let's do the other. <laughs> Things can only get better. This guy's not going to be able to turn into either lane. <laughs> Whereupon, uh, as soon as he was clear of the car... Uh, before he could perform the second karate kick maneuver, uh, the van uh, went back into traffic and left. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Probably to go deliver an indictment to those crypto people. Boo. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, anyway, look. This reminds me of a guy that I knew. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to uh-huh. say his name, but his name's really funny. But I can't say it. Um, but it's like two first names. Just think of like the stupidest name you can. And he was in the news. This is like a while ago. You probably saw it um, because someone took a photo, I think from like a bridge over the freeway, which is that's where the cars go really fast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd put his car in cruise control and then he had uh, both of his feet uh, out the window. <laughs> like just like relaxed like this, just barefoot. <laughs> and he got in trouble. <laughs> Never post feet for free. That's the, <laughs> that's the moral of that story. And then, and then Elon Musk saw that video and was like, what if we build a company around this guy? <laughs> Let's enable him to do that more. <laughs> I'm liking the idea, though, because we've driven a lot through Australia now. That all the signs you get by the side of the road, that's like a little kangaroo on a yellow sign, like warning you about stuff. They should have a sign that's just a guy karate kicking a van. <laughs> this is a high karate kick area. <laughs> Keep your wits about. Warning, dead set legends. That's right. Uh, I I have a third, well, this is Australian not excellence, unfortunately. Um, What? Oh, boo. Hang on a second. Someone in this country did something bad? This is the compliment sandwich. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid that Australia's, uh, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this as a mini startup segment. Uh, because I have uh, learned today, maybe you've seen this as well, about a startup called Snug, which I fucking hate. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, I think I think that's uh, this machine kills is Jathan Sadowski clapping in the background. <laughs> one, one of their seed investors back there. <laughs> yeah, oh, he loves them. Uh, so we're gonna start the startup segment with a little mini startup segment. It's mm. called Snug, and I'm not gonna tell you what it does, but I would like you to tell me what do you think they do, starting from Nate, going back to Milo. Do they find some way to have like a blanket replacement service that you get a new blanket every day so you never have to wash your bed linens? Uh, no, that would be beneficial to someone. <laughs> I was thinking inefficient, burns a lot of fossil fuels somehow. That's what I came up with. Ultimate podcaster service. <laughs> Hussein. It's a body pillow service. The body pillow is made of memory foam. And for an extra $50, you can get the person... Uh, you can get a custom face put on the body pillow of oh, anyone yeah. you want. Like and any anime character. Body you pillow. Want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I welcome your embrace. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would encourage you to go further by not doing it on the tube. <laughs> could you could you keep this kind of weird behaviour within the house? I do appreciate that we have a crowd of listeners to the show because Milo can pull up a niche British politician that no one should care about in this room. You should think of yourself as blessed to not have to care about Keir Starmer, and yet you still yeah. get laughed. Well, we've got an exchange program. I have to know this much about Bob Catter because <laughs> you have to know this much about Keir Starmer. Why do I know that Bill Shorten wants to ban The weekend? Why do I know that? <laughs> what does he have against Canadian rap? <laughs> uh, just blame Andrew Law. That's uh, Naomi, it's called Snug. Um, uh, I'm going to go in another direction. What if it's like if um, someone's standing too close to you? You know, like, have you ever had a man, like, breathing down your neck for no reason? Like, in a line? I said I'm sorry. We moved the chair. <laughs> <laughs> but you call them out and they say, Milo, stop! Um, uh, it's like they get a bigger man to stand behind him as close. <laughs> and then he's stuck in the line. He can't go back. He can't go forward. Um, and then I guess hopefully he kills himself. I don't know. <laughs> so what, what you're essentially suggesting is like the Australian biosecurity approach to like fixing guys standing behind you in line because then you just get a bigger guy to stand behind him like what you guys did with the cane toads. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will say I watched Riley's eyes light up when you described a big guy delivery service. <laughs> Australian women need Patrick Wyman. <laughs> We uh, need to release Patrick Wyman's into the Australian wilderness. Oh, <laughs> uh, if there was more than one. Uh, Milo. Yeah. Um, snug. Is it? Is it? Because uh, there's a format of startup we sometimes get on the show where it's not really clear what it does, but the description is really fun, and it's fun trying to interpret the sort of gnostic truth of the description to try and work out what it does. So is it called Snug? And then like the description is just like, it's fucking Higger, mate. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, that was the Danish word, not a slur, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All the oh, those the two are not always as far apart them. as they might be. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that uh, Snug helps renters shine and be the best you. <laughs> and oh. at Snug, our mission is to make renting easier. Uh, not cheaper. Definitely not cheaper. By privatizing. You know, that's what we need. Do you get to cuddle your landlord? Um... Not, not literally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send him like hug emojis. Well, so he sends you hug emojis. So, well, you're sort of getting kind of closer conceptually to what it offers. Um, Instead of your landlord picking up your rent, it's like it's a big guy, and if you do it, then the big guy gives you a hug. <laughs> you guys are really stuck on the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So look. <laughs> 
It's time to lower costs. Not rent. Rent is not the cost we're lowering. Mm. And make the most of technology to empower both renters and landlords. Wait. What other costs are there? <laughs> you know, the ones that uh, in the whole course of, let's say, a year of renting count as a rounding error. <laughs> like the cost oh, of... the emotional yeah. labor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. That adds up. PayPal me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, they're inviting you to join the movement towards better renting, which, again, is not a tenants union. It is a tech company, a service you pay for. Join um, the movement. Yeah. So I have... It's Australian? It's very Australian, I'm afraid. But the, we have pretty good renting laws here. Oh, well, well, that might be an interesting <laughs> change. Well, <laughs> when has an Australian backed down from a challenge? <laughs> mm. uh, let's just say this company looked at those renting laws and then looked back to the proud Australian tradition of outlaws like Ned Kelly and thought, what if we could be next? Um, <laughs> so here are their values. Uh, authentic. We believe people are genuine and good. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're fucking wrong well, about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bold. We're here to drive. We're here to drive positive change towards the future of renting, uh, which again okay. will still be renting. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to the show Good Future, so uh, we presume that that's going to be fine. Uh, they also want to be fresh, and uh, oh. their main way that they're fresh is that they have a watermelon color palette. Ooh, <laughs> I know, very nice. I mean, these got on those Instagram infographics. These people could never be bad. No. But they're also innovative. Uh, we solve uh -huh. problems with creative new solutions centered around the customer experience, which is never evil. Because uh, yeah. the thing is, those solutions are never themselves problems. <laughs> and that's a key thing to remember about these companies. <laughs> they never wildly create problems in the search for a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, and transparent. We believe in transparent rental relationships and that they result in better outcomes for all parties. Remember that last one, because mm -hmm. it will be important later. <laughs> I love a transparent rental relationship where it's like, you pay money, me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty transparent. <laughs> Wait, it's transparency in renting. So is it just like eBay, but they encourage you to bid up not, on rent? Oh, not, wait, you live in the David Blaine cube. <laughs> <laughs> is it about my cube? No, no. not eBay. <laughs> eHarmony. Oh, wait, fuck. Ew. No. Is it? It's a dating service for no, landlords. No, no, not quite. Well, okay, you match up like dating service for landlords. Yeah, you have a, a what they call a proprietary snug score with each flat. Oh, yo, it's like, it's my like snug that score is goaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like that dating app for like right wing guys. There was like three girls on it, and like. 10 million conservative men in America just like, where are the chicks? <laughs> where are the flats? The snug is now off Berlin. <laughs> Dein snug score is ausgedrippt mit den Sauser. <laughs> so, basically... That was disgusting. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, this is what we've been entertaining ourselves on long car journeys by saying German sentences that have a bit of English in them. <laughs> That's how you become a podcaster. Uh, no, so renters apply for properties through Snug by filling in a profile, mm -hmm. and then that create and you do that with like, what's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> uh, paying paying my rent. I love paying my rent. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this guy's good. <laughs> oh, that matches up with what I want. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I have a, I actually have a, a, a tenant kink where I yeah. love paying rent. Never having a party or complaining about the boiler. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate having my own stuff on the walls. Bleh. Yeah. 
I love it when the temperature inside is the same as outside. <laughs> you know, it's like, this might just be me, but what I love is when the door doesn't close quite properly. That's just a me thing. I just want billions of roommates in spore form. Um, <laughs> one of Snug's key selling points, this is from The Guardian, is the Snug match score, which uh -huh. rates a renter's compatibility with a property as a value out of 100. Again, as uh -huh. though it's like, yeah, my, I'm 100 for more or less every property because I need shelter to live. Uh, Snug promotes their match score as helping renters and owners, quote unquote, find the best fit for a rental property. Uh, such as basically saying, you list your preferences, they have their preferences, but also like, if you say, oh, I don't like partying, and the landlord is like, no parties, it improves your score. Mm -hmm. um, so and the landlord's like, no, parties only. <laughs> <laughs> no losers. <laughs> <laughs> don't want them laming up the building. <laughs> I need someone with a good credit score, and also no fucking virgins, okay? <laughs> Let's just get that straight. <laughs> uh, Snug's FAQ says the match score is based on property owner preferences, property data, rental application attributes, rental profile completion, and market conditions. However, an investigation by Guardian Australia found there is an interesting way to directly affect your Snug score. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> remember, Naomi, about how you said that uh, rental protections in Australia are pretty good? Yeah. You remember how one of those rental protections is that you basically can't create bidding wars for flats? Yeah. Now some you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can see some of you beginning to get how this works, uh, which is that if you offer more, then your snug score goes up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm it's beginning to doubt these people's intentions. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe uh, they might be using technology. I've never seen this before, an example of a technology company, quote unquote, using the fact that it's a technology company, quote unquote, instead of, say, a third party real estate brokerage to circumvent a law before. That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Diesen Snugjungen sind sehr auf some gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, it will never not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine this. A white German man who's dressed like Kanye West. That's how you have to imagine the guy saying that. <laughs> Who, like, works in insuring other insurance companies, but talks like that. Um, yeah, so this is... They, I, I, my jaw hit the floor when I saw that, and I said, it must be in. We must include Snug. Riley has, like, Looney Tunes reactions to startups. A wooga, he said. <laughs> we had to wind his eyes back into his head with a pencil. It's tough. Uh, so I have... Oh, please. I don't think anyone's going to use this app. No? Well, what if landlords make you? That's the problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot they're the ones with the houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were actually watching as we were doing some Shutter Island shit on Naomi. Fuck! <laughs> you were the landlord the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a really happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. As your payment for coming on today, we've given you um, several walk-ups in Fitzroy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you guys are well off. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the next startup, the Sorry, big startup. Before we should we yeah, say please. should I feel like you should be honest about what happened to you guys today? Oh right, yeah. Um, uh, Milo and I uh, left. We got attacked by a little German boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 and he we, made us learn a number of phrases. <laughs> Some Otherwise, of them seeming kind of offensive. <laughs> <laughs> we um. We were at a drink at Fitzroy's Builder's Arms because we flew across the world to go to a place called the Builder's Arms. 
That's too bloody right. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, well, time to go to the venue for sound check. And then left the builder's arms and started walking and got to queue before we realized we were both following each other. <laughs> <laughs> we- what the fuck? you get to queue? We wanted to meet the Harissa Hoshers <laughs> in their natural environment. Wait, was it queue or was it just on the way to queue? It was a long way. It was near queue. Yeah. It was like Abbotsford. It was about an hour walk. For- <laughs> it was That's like-, like the fucking bush. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fury that this is. I'm like, this is the most we've lost a crowd you so far. You can see the fucking city, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trees. That must be the CBD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I can't the, believe it. Where's the THC area of Melbourne? That's <laughs> yeah. No, well, the yeah. It, basically, a Seinfeld plotline happened, where we both believed we were following the other one, and also about 25% of the way in, I said to Riley, "Do you know the way? Because I'm following you." And he said yes because he thought I'd said something else. <laughs> <laughs> And this was really the root of our problems. It's that British politeness. It'll fucking kill there you. There you go, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's, um, that is, uh, we walked for about an hour, basically. <laughs> but we're here now. You walked out of this, you walked further from the city. You're yeah. so stupid. But, but, but what a great cab ride back in we had. <laughs> I mean, maybe you guys just really enjoyed the small towns that we stopped in yeah. on the way from Canberra to here. Oh, absolutely. You were like, you wanted more of that. Five minutes into our cab ride, our cab driver opened a sentence with, not to get into conspiracy theories, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, clear my diary, I am listening. <laughs> Sadly, he just thought yeah. the royal family killed Princess Diana. Yeah. It, was, it was quite entry level. Uh, wow, well, that one's that just true. Happened. That's all, yeah. Assuming yeah. 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 that Riley did, like, Riley was too distracted by his new jacket. To like look in the look at the map. Uh, Where did you get that again? <laughs> uh, this uh, good luck finding it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we, I went all the way out to Q. Uh, this was of but course I didn't break a sweat due to the excellent breathability. <laughs> this was of course preceded by the radio replaying the sexting scene from the show The Crown between Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Pauls. And the taxi driver turned it off and just looked around at us mournfully. <laughs> and Riley said, thank you. I'm sorry, I don't, everyone gets down on him about that. That's like the one good thing Charles has done. It's like, tell a girl that he wishes he was her tampon. Like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's King, actually really sweet, If when you think about it. King Charles second. wants to end period poverty. <laughs> and he's prepared to stand on the front line of that fight. Uh, I have... I have one more startup moving swiftly on from our difficult day. <laughs> it's just the wine's so good. Uh, so the startup is called Arcup, mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually shared with me on on, twi- well, on shared with me on Twitter. Arcup, A R K U P. Arcup. It's like rack off, but different. You better arc up, buddy. <laughs> Arcup. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it just sounded stupid. Well, well, Sounds I like mean, a Yorkshireman referring to his mug. <laughs> Our cup. Well, <laughs> well, Naomi, surely if it, it couldn't be stupid, that would be insane. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, Surprised at the uptake for my Yorkshireman character in this room, but yeah. pleased to hear that that's, so, that's crossed over. This, this segment <laughs> is comprised of materials I have found out about this thing, screenshots of an investor presentation that was shared with me, uh, and also material they sent. Uh, <laughs> so, Arcup, starting from Nate again. 
I'm intrigued by this idea of telling someone you need to arc up. Like, you need to build Noah's Ark for yourself. So I feel like this is a service that helps you build some kind of survivable watercraft for the apocalypse. You are 60% of the way there. <laughs> See, I, you, you all thought sign. that I was just going, doing something really left to field and stupid, but I've learned to game this Canadian system. Yeah, I'm assuming, like... So everyone sort of accepted that climate change is going to happen and that all of the cities are going to get flooded. So they've like what they've done is they're like flat pack arcs. You build your own. Yeah, you build your own arc. 70% uh, of the way there. I should, I should do business. I should by, go to business By the school. end of the line, we're going to be there. <laughs> Naomi. Okay. Um, it's like a ride share, but for boats when everything's underwater. 50% of the way there. I'm so sorry. Aww. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, have, they, have they finally managed to turn the Epstein Island into an atoll? 95% of the way there. <laughs> the world's largest floating mosque. We're going to do it. So, uh, Arkup 75 has pioneered a new blue world of luxury and off-grid living. Our flagship product invites you to an avant-garde life on water with the next generation of sophistication and innovation. Polycules and international waters. 99% of the way there. <laughs> There's a guy who'd probably be really into that right now. I don't know where he is, somewhere in the Bahamas. I don't think he has enough money anymore. <laughs> so it's a luxury property floating 20 feet above the water. How do, wait, How can you float 20 feet? Is it, is oh, it a helicopter? Is it a hovercraft? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Milo. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it, is a, um, it is essentially a uh, rectangular, a large rectangular barge that costs millions and millions of dollars mm. um, that stands on four 40-foot hydraulic spuds um, that then retract when you're ready to move somewhere else on your livable yacht. Excuse me, essentially. Uh, it is essentially, as we say, it's got it's this barge, like all that like luxury eco design that you see in all of like the like um, Bitcoin prepper communities in El Salvador and stuff, where it's very futuristic looking. One does exist, um, and also it is somehow, as we've been alluding to with the various guesses, uh, climate change proof. Um, mm, a rising tide lifts all cubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they say. The house isn't only designed to be environmentally conscious, uh, being efficient and off-grid as it is, which again, I'm sure works. Uh, where's the poo go? Who knows? Uh, but is also built to withstand climate change-driven extreme weather events such as hurricane and flooding. Uh, yeah, I love to live on a big thing that's on four spindly legs 20 feet above the sea, and I'm like, no hurricane can touch me now. Huh. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in a regular brick house. <laughs> Uh, for example, has a hurricane ever carried debris? No. <laughs> never. <laughs> that has never happened. Um, and so they say it's going to save the world from climate change uh -huh. as well. Bye. Right. Well, you might be asking, <laughs> how's it going to do that? And this is an interview with the CEO from, uh, of the uh, company with CEO Magazine from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I, I love CEO Magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ten ways to hate your wife. Inside, do you speak to your children through a lawyer? <laughs> Here are different letters you could send them. So, the company's... This is from CEO Magazine. The company's flagship livable yacht series, the ARCUP 40 and ARCUP 75, 
has been the subject of news stories, Airbnb stays by luxury influencers, extravagant parties, and so on. They should check out the snug score. Um, well, Are you looking to jazz up your garden? Consider an original Dean Coons. <laughs> Well, this might suggest ARCUP is targeted at a more exclusive clientele. The CEO, the French CEO, likened his company's celebrated prototypes to the first Tesla, which again is a comparison I'm sure a lot of people would be making now, (laughs) given what a wingnut the motherfucker in charge proved to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And how does he like it? Blowing up (laughs) in the water. What do I do? Well, it's blowing up as fire. Water's right there. It's perfectly kind of solving its own problem, isn't it? Yeah. Just so long as the I hurt- hope that lithium does not react with water. <laughs> <laughs> I've not looked into this. Oh. I'm from Quebec for some reason. <laughs> We're using a. I got my seed capital from maple syrup smuggling. In the beginning, said the CEO. Tesla was a luxury product only the rich could afford. And how things have changed. (laughs) Uh, But now it's killing middle class people also. (laughs) But its new range is a lot more accessible now. Uh, In the same way, ARCUP will become a responsibly green alternative to conventional housing. It's at this point that I must remind you that it is a $10 million yacht. Sorry, and there's only one? Uh, There is currently one, yes. That exists? Yes. There's They're one. like, they'll be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this, was, yeah, this has been years. There's one. It's great for me commute to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real pain in the arse from Basildon. <laughs> who, who lives in the one? Because like, oh. I, I have some questions about... I work like, for that fish with a oh, light on his head. I feel, oh. like, I feel like... Oh, Hussein. I know who lives in the one, and yeah, I have Will, some stuff about Will him. Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> uh, funnily enough... And, and a crazy bird. Funnily enough, swooping bird. Yeah, funnily enough, the answer is actually funnier than that. <laughs> but right. is it hotter? <laughs> mm. How is there more come? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depend depending on what your proclivities are, maybe. Uh, oh, we people don't- are entitled to their nautical cube proclivities. <laughs> Thank you. It's so easy to get an applause break out of you people. You just have to say, Bob Catter. <laughs> Cheap heat, but you know, I guess the job done. <laughs> we don't pretend to be the only solution to rising sea levels, which, good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but we feel we can be part of that solution. <clears throat> yeah, there's also the sea pod. <laughs> that went great. Mm. Um, for those of you who don't know, the sea pod we covered uh, a couple months ago uh, it is an air pod. Because you're a fair weather fan. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's an AirPod that floats on several automatically AI-based correcting, like, pontoons. They're like, it'll never fall over because of the AI. And then we were what like, did, this, What did it do? Well, we said, this is going to fall over immediately. And then it was released in Panama, and then it fell over immediately. <laughs> and we still had the same question, where does the poo go? And no one answered it. No one has answered where the poo goes. Uh, they should have hmm. gotten Terrence Howard to design it. He would have figured it out. <laughs> uh, we're building foundations for the next generation to have a more sustainable, resilient world, such as blue eco-resorts, uh, mm-hmm. tourism having to reinvent itself to tackle the impacts of rising sea level and climate change. So in this example, what you would do is you would get on a plane and fly to where one of these things is and then have a low-carbon vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we're sailing the cube to where the Maldives used to be. <laughs> Uh, uh, and also blue communities suggesting making entire houses oh, uh, like entire a man group <laughs> <laughs> that one's a slow burner but ever. you're gonna get it blue communities. Uh, blue communities suggesting that you can create organizations in towns and cities out of this remember that 
Uh, water okay. is, is going to come up later. Water, they say, is the next frontier for city expansion. I add, I wonder why. Okay, I, <laughs> guy, guy in Venice in the 1300s. <laughs> How can it go wrong? It will certainly never smell of a sheet all of the time. <laughs> They will never sell tat here. Uh, by adding water to the available development space, we can increase density and improve flexibility. So it's basically a yimby, but for like, what if we yimbied climate change? Improve? But there's one, and it costs $10 million. Well, yeah. now we might ask, who bought it? Who bought the one? Okay. All right. According to the Miami Herald, the current owner of Arcup One is British-born businessman now living in Miami, <laughs> Jonathan Brown, who bought the floating mansion- Mr. what? In 2021, via a fish processing business. <laughs> yeah! I, I really hope it's the Brexit eel guy. <laughs> Did that news make it? There was a guy in Britain who was a millionaire from eel farming who was a huge supporter and donor to like Brexit promotion, and then Brexit happened and he immediately went bankrupt. They're <laughs> 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 getting eels from fucking France now, bastards. <laughs> so... Basically, what and the reason that it was in the news quite a bit is that um, it has become the subject of a massive property tax, like a landmark property tax dispute case in Miami. I love the idea that he sort of envisioned himself as like a Poseidon figure, and he just wants to like live. He wants to live in the sea. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to control the fish. <laughs> it wasn't enough to kill like kill them all. He now wants to sort of be their overlord. It's my, it's my wife threw me out. She said, "Well, the trident." <laughs> I said, "The trident's going nowhere, Sandra." <laughs> I'm the lord of the seas. <laughs> Odysseus answers to me, love. So, uh, attorneys, uh, the attorneys for, um, for this man it. Anyway. have said... That's that, really a, just a deep what? cut. <laughs> have assured... Penelope in the short doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, in, I'm uh, in the wrong country for that. <laughs> the, uh, attorneys have I'm assured, not sure what the right country would be. <laughs> his attorneys have assured the city of Miami, quote... Our client is definitely not attempting to skirt the laws of property taxation by living on a boat. <laughs> and that's the sort of thing you say when you're definitely not attempting to <laughs> skirt the laws of property taxation by living on a boat. Because otherwise, why would you say that? <laughs> so our client would like to make it clear that he has never eaten another man. <laughs> so our client would like to make it clear that the trident-shaped wounds... <laughs> In the man found on Miami Beach are naught but coincidental. <laughs> Many people own tridents. It's a growth market. So, uh, while shopping for a boat, he said that rather than buy a gas-guzzling yacht, uh -huh. uh, he would purchase the Arcup Number One. Yeah, and uh, now he's getting fucking punished for it. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, in the course of this dispute. Four government officials were taken on a two-hour pleasure cruise aboard Ark of Number One, which they said, quote, uh, undisputably proves to our satisfaction that this vessel is more than capable of transportation and navigation on water and is therefore a boat and not subject to property tax. What, what sort of, like, compromise did he get on them during this? Like, they all, they all walked off the boat looking visibly changed. <laughs> like, they'd seen the videotape from the ring. <laughs> Wait, so they said it's capable of moving? Yeah. If your house can move, you don't have to pay property taxes in <laughs> Miami. <laughs> um, so, uh, nevertheless, it has been the subject of an ongoing court battle to not pay property tax. Okay. Um, 
basically just trying to say, look, so lo- this is not primary. The Miami's basically saying this is not primarily for moving over water, just because it can, and so on and so on. They're still fighting, uh, and it concludes with the line. Once again, to be clear, this is not a case about our client attempting to find a loophole in tax law. So the future of human habitation on water, there is one existing copy, and it's owned by the fish geezer, Uh and he is trying to avoid paying property taxes in Miami. No, he's not. (laughs) Definitively not. Never mind. Scratch that. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting a subpoena. (laughs) Gary Fish. Just getting fucking stabbed by a trident through the sky all the way down in Australia. That's right. One of the Miami city officials who went on the boat was quoted as saying, all shall soon see. The glory of the trident shall conquer all doubters. <laughs> well, damn, those are those signs we saw on the road on the highway. <laughs> There's just a very, Power very, nap now! <laughs> a very different approach to highway safety in this country. And we love it, but it's like, do not trust your tired self. <laughs> you can't really say that to a British person. They'll just start punching the Where sign. Where you're going, you don't need eyes to see. <laughs> So, Taracotta, New South Wales. <laughs> uh, um, the other coffee, fine. <laughs> uh, it's true. It was uh, the other. The other thing about this is that this solution, or at least part of the solution to climate change, which seems to exist mostly as a place that a rich fish guy will live while his actual house is being built and is used to skirt, not used to skirt tax laws, is that also it's the subject of a rich guy side yard property dispute. Um, when your yard is the sea. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, Dean Koontz is sunk. <laughs> so the um, the the boat has now docked outside, uh, like South Beach, where like usually boats don't dock. But because it doesn't need to dock, it just basically drops its feet wherever it wants to. What has happened? Massive wind chimes. That's, that's something you'll understand, like when you listen to another episode yeah. that's coming out. I think it's coming out soon. At some point. We'll yeah, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You don't okay. get called back to something they haven't heard. <laughs> Yeah, that's the TF yeah, this, this is the future. <laughs> so when this you do hear it, jazz, when okay. you do hear it, DM me. Tell me it was a good joke. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, I appreciate so, it. Wait, so, I don't understand. <laughs> is it above the sea or is it in the sea? Oh, it uh, floats on the sea. Then when it wants to stop, it extends forty foot spindly legs down that crunch into the ocean floor and kill anything there. And then it goes up above the water. Yes. On the legs. Yes. Like a little oil rig. So basically, like that thing in Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, that is in the advertising copy for those. So what you're saying is that people paid millions of dollars, assholes. Let's be clear for houses in South Beach, and they wanted an oceanside view, and that view is now being spoiled by fish geezer from England who has parked a cube in the middle of their view. Uh, let me read to you something from the Miami Herald comment section. <laughs> <laughs> Is there someone insinuating someone's wife as a prostitute? Uh, uh, that's a really niche Plymouth reference. Yeah. Um, Any Plymouth heads in? <laughs> uh, so, uh, there uh, always are, brother. My, Anyone my, argyle pilled? So uh, he, he, this is talking of a neighbor. Can't believe anyone laughed at that. Talking right. of a neighbor. <laughs> talking of a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he and his wife used to enjoy their outdoor space facing government cut which must be like a beach or whatever, watching the cruise ships and enjoying the view. But that view has now been blocked by the new dock location of the Arca vessel. <laughs> I love the houseboat, but it does not belong here. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I welcome the cube. <laughs> yeah. I, I would encourage it to go further by moving to a more suitable docking location. Well, I, I, will, I will say, though, that there is something I can understand in the British psyche that he sees a lot of, and let's be honest, annoying Americans enjoying their lives. 
and he has a big shipping container cube house on legs. He sails over, gets in their view, and says, "No, it's shit. It's supposed to be shit. You know, and I can fuck off." Yeah. Uh, he's, he's wearing like Union Jack swimming shorts, no shirt, <laughs> sunburned to the point of death. Huge, yeah, huge back piece tattoo that says Millwall till I die. <laughs> I do, I do like the idea that, like, not only has he ruined all the views of, you know, of the kind of people living in, like, just by the beach, but also, like, if they try to challenge him, he can just be like, how can I move my house? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, he can, do, he can just sort of refuse to sort of acknowledge and accept what he's actually done and what this thing is. The house is, is sentient. Yeah. I, can't, yeah. I can't tell it where to dock. But <laughs> if, the, if the property tax inspectors hear you, then you could have to pay a small amount of money. <laughs> So it's about a de- delicate balancing act. So do they get to like? Mm. Do they get a view of like the inside of his kind of weird cube? Like, do they like watch oh. him do yoga or? No, no, no. Like, they just walk get a- around with like in his boxer shorts. <laughs> you know a lot about this guy. Yeah, I, I'm very invested well, yeah. in what uh, he does in his brain. Watching the live stream. You see, <laughs> the only difference between him and Hussein's neighbors in Dartford is this guy has a cube that floats on the ocean. Uh, Otherwise, it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After a while, it becomes endearing. Yeah. Uh, try to try to go into town me horse drowns. What you can get thought they could swim. Fucking pussy. <laughs> uh, no, they don't see into the into the cube. Uh, they see the back of the cube, which is just a big white wall. Great. Um, Can't the cube just go higher? Because then their view wouldn't be blocked. Just go right, right up in the sky. <laughs> I've solved this problem. It's ten million dollars already. What? How much more would it cost? Another ten, maybe. Just get some big fans on it, you know. Yeah. Just float. Um, All right. So maybe it's just a plane. Although this is this this this, this <laughs> maybe. I'm so sorry. This does make me think of. So, is anybody in the audience familiar with the concept of a spite wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Another strange time for an applause break. <laughs> only the British psyche could come up with the idea of I am building an addition to my property that is entirely useless because I hate you. <laughs> and I wish to interfere with your enjoyment. For those of you who don't know, uh, a spite wall is if you own a property and you have a neighbor and you fucking hate your neighbor, mm-hmm. um, you will build a pointless wall to like block all of their light and just make their life terrible. <laughs> um, and it's legal to do. <laughs> it's very British. <laughs> uh, the history of this may be different in Northern Ireland. <laughs> so, now, now. <laughs> That shouldn't be this spicy this many miles away. (laughs) So, that's only part of it. um, Because Arkup is partnering uh, with a club called House. Um, House. Yeah. (laughs) It's a man who's just been hit on the head with a hammer (laughs) saying the word house. So, uh, they've said, basically, um, what if we created a kind of Soho house, but for the world imagined in the film Waterworld? Oh um, my god! Specifically, a Soho house for surviving the apocalypse with your most annoying friends. And also, what if it was started by a man named Sam Perovi, who, if you looked at his LinkedIn, you'll see that he worked on the mortgage-backed securities trading team at Bear Stearns from 2004 to 2007. <laughs> Something, Something a- which we can all agree portends well. Was that a, a good time? Ex- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that was a good time, yeah. yes. He <laughs> left at the right moment, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> don't ask about 2008 and subsequently. <laughs> don't ask sell where, high. <laughs> don't ask, 
Bear Stearns went out on a high. (laughs) Top of the market, they were like, let's close down. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's called the Lifestyle Club for Miami's Disruptors. Uh, oh, oh, you're going to grow now. Wait till I say the next thing I'm about to say. NFT-based memberships from $30,000. Yes! <laughs> yeah! An arc, but they've just got apes. <laughs> We're definitely going to save the ape population, that's for sure. Sorry, I, I, this, you, you guys all clearly know you're a bunch of... Nerds, sorry. Um, NFT-based membership. Yeah, you buy an NFT and that's your membership card. Okay. $30,000. Or okay. maybe you sell that's... it to someone else for more. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I figured, based. but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, that's Oh, you're stupid. on the right track. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're a normal person with a normal brain. Yeah. And so you look at stuff like this and go, that's stupid. <laughs> but these people have millions of dollars. <laughs> Don't condescend to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're building a membership club that breaks the mold. A club for the world's disruptors, innovators, and those who care about moving the world forward. Mm. In a nutshell, we're creating a community of good... I like that they put it in a nutshell because I was confused. A community (laughs) of good work by day and good people by night. Meet, relax, or entertain... The day is more dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) The people are (laughs) ill-tempered. Meet, relax, or entertain from a floating villa. Um, Uh Uh-huh. The world's first floating members club, party, work, and play aboard a floating cluster of solar-powered luxury villas. Drop in for yoga, pop champagne at sunset, trade stocks with your toes in the water. This sounds like (laughs) it sucks. (laughs) Frequently asked questions. No, it's nothing like the Lord of the Flies at all. (laughs) Uh, The next heading is, uh, by the way, if you catch the pun, then congratulations, you're ready for a podcast of your own. Wine down. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so they got my mom to write the copy That's where everyone complains <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meet up or recharge With first class amenities including gourmet food and beverage service Who serves it? If this is supposed to be something that survives a climate change apocalypse Oh what, the slaves the of course No sorry, Wait, hear what? <laughs> everyone can survive the climate apocalypse You just need 10 million dollars <laughs> I'm pretty an sure they community. <laughs> you just have to get a crypto guy to make a mistake And then you're sorted, you know? <laughs> It helped one Australian family. It could help you too. <laughs> we just uh, have to join the right polycule at the right time. <laughs> mm. uh, tap into what excites you from ex- exclusive DJ sets. Yeah, I'm sure they're fucking great. Just, just funky house the whole time. Awful. Not, not techno to be found. Um, so that's my own personal bugbear. Um, to bespoke fitness classes and curated keynotes, which I'm sure also don't suck. I feel like you don't want to be expending extra calories in the climate apocalypse. You know, yeah. like going to yoga or doing like a spin class. It's like I think you need all of the gruel calories, calories you can keep in your body. Yeah, oh, everyone mocked Gary Fishman until the apocalypse <laughs> happened. <laughs> now you all need fish and, and the meat from my drowned horse. <laughs> Uh, you all come swimming back to Gary's Cube. In <laughs> curated keynotes to culinary adventures, you'll always find something scintillating happening at Ark House. Mm. More than just a meeting of the minds, such as the ballot where we decide who to kill and eat next. <laughs> More than just a meeting of the minds, Ark House is a meeting of the minds, bodies, and spirits. Oh, fuck uh. me. Yeah. <laughs> this is trending in a polycool <laughs> correction direction, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the spirits of all like the dead, like fucking oh fuck. The spirits. Sorry, I'm so annoyed by the this. spirits of polycools gone. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you, it would be like that polycule with, I don't know if you saw the Tumblr post from that girl. Oh, God, yeah. she was talking about uh, the 80, yeah. my my type of polycule I've learned is not like an uh, like post-trad thing. It's like can best be described as an imperial Chinese harem <laughs> where everyone has a ranking and everyone knows their ranking and there's like vicious battles for the top spots. Mm. And there's also a regionally administered set of exams. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it. When, <laughs> I hate it when I lose the mandate of heaven. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, this is this is a this is a note to future Nate. You can probably call this one the mandate of heaven. Um, so you might be asking, wait a minute, this is just like one guy's house. How does this design, at least in theory, work as a members club? I'm so glad I asked. To, and this is, again, from marketing copy that I have, that I, for some reason was just freely shared. Um, they say the words, to form the club, <laughs> four ARCA vessels connect and deploy their, ra- their tractable spuds at once, anchoring and elevating the club into a solid platform hovering a few feet above the water, which we call Voltron for assholes. <laughs> Ruining Pitbull's view. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hang on. So, uh, Sounds like a shipping container. <laughs> yeah, but four of them. Yeah. But there's only one in existence, so they're already kind of behind the curve on this well, one. Well, there's only one that is documented as owned by someone. I, I don't know if any others have been so they're bought. they're just rogue cubes floating the waves? <laughs> Hoovering Ghost up the fish? cubes. The, like result, the Mary Celeste of cubes. The result is a diamond-shaped platform comprised of wraparound decks that frame a filtered bay water pool. Sorry, that's a square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a diamond-shaped platform. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, wait squ- till you see the people who are on it. Well, I think I think it's only a diamond-shaped platform if you look at it from a corner. Otherwise, yes, yeah. it's a normal <laughs> square. It is. It is a square. The poor man's shape, <laughs> not like a diamond. Um, they're, they're already. I'll only get on it if it's some kind of rhomboid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our second expansion around year five, Ark House will create the first Fahas business model. Did the Quaaludes just hit? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> now, Fahas, spelled F H A A S, stands for something. Oh, God. I want to start with Milo and go to Nate and see if you're going to get it. <laughs> just okay. unhook All your right, mind I'm and doing, slip into it. I'm doing my it. best. What, what was it? What was it? What, what? <laughs> what was it again? What F H A A? No, but what? Oh. What was the context, oh, the context. of that? Uh, Ark House <laughs> will create the first Fahas business model solution that will empower hospitality owners worldwide. Fine. Uh, okay. Financialized housing for assholes against safety regulations. <laughs> hey guys, why they pay me the medium bucks? Uh. <laughs> you gonna, uh Fucking help. Ah! <laughs> so. <laughs> was that pretty good? <laughs> is, that, is that right? Uh, that was actually, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, it was a cry for help in the email they sent. Yeah. F-H- also, what'll be, what'll be happening during climate change, actually? So it's, <laughs> it's kind of a political joke. <laughs> F-H-A-A-S. For Hass. Like future housing, oh fuck! I don't remember AAS. Yeah, is future housing. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> remember? Oh a- fuck! It's sinking. Ah, ah shit! Not anymore. Not again. AAS is as a service. <laughs> oh, I know it. I was, I, I, and I don't know it from knowing it from before. I absolutely got it immediately, and what that's why it? you saw my soul leave my body. Uh-huh. <laughs> Floating housing as a service. Floating hospitality as a service. Very close. <laughs> 
It's a solution that will empower hospitality owners to, worldwide to expand onto water as well. Again, the thing left unsaid is, why do they need to? <laughs> why? No one's tried this since the Titanic. <laughs> uh, they say, in the next 10 to 15 years, we will see an enormous expansion of society onto water. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so when they're talking about disruption... <laughs> <laughs> so, just a last couple of things. Uh, I'm, I know. I'm sorry it's the last couple of things. Uh, they say, the U.S. Coast Guard governs all bodies of water in the U.S. Once Arc House establishes and improves the Miami operations with the Coast Guard, we can partner with them to deploy clubs nationwide. <laughs> so, we gonna, only gonna, answer to the Coast Guard, not your terrestrial police. They're going to make Pitbull into like a sea lord. <laughs> so... God cannot judge us. <laughs> Only <laughs> Ashton Kutcher from the film <laughs> The Guardian. <laughs> this is this is the last thing I'll say though, because uh, you might think, oh, this all seems very frivolous and stupid and insulting to the severity of climate change. But we are offering memberships with every jacket. <laughs> Uh, and, and we just have to t sell one million memberships to build the other three arc-ups. <laughs> you, you might be saying it's offensive to offer this as a solution to climate change, but what would you say to our 50-strong Australian ski jet ski display team <laughs> <laughs> who are here to explain the project a little better? So uh, they say, as sea levels rise and water-based cities like Miami face the inevitable reality of disappearing coastlines, Arc House looks to sol help solve the problem through a partnership with the Seaworthy Collective. This partnership uh -huh. is part of Arc House's, and I'm quoting here, again, something they shared freely, I don't know why, <laughs> party on top, research on the bottom campaign. So, so basically, oh. the, the, the Seaworthy Collective is the polycule. Well, it's, it's more of a mullet. Right. I'm more of a, I, um, I'm more of a research bottom. It's <laughs> 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 getting, getting railed while really reading JSTOR. A campaign... <laughs> A campaign that aims to equip Arkhouse vessels with innovative startup-style solutions, such as, for example, drones that will run underwater uh, operations like mangrove restoration and cleanup while the party goes on up top. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> mm. So what do we think about the uh, research mullet, huh? <laughs> that's right. Anyway, look... Uh, good it's uh, effective altruism yeah that's right <laughs> that's right uh uh comedy republic uh you have been fantastic to talk to today thank you very much for coming out on whatever day thank this is so